Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning. It's Wednesday, December 7th. And I have to say because I talked with a subscriber. Wada! Wada! I was told I'm, I'm not being as entertaining as I used to be. Uh, but then a, a, a listener also said, I don't tune in for the entertainment. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, I am 11 minutes in on YouTube Live. So if you're listening along on the podcast and want to see the charts, because you will want to see these charts, go to YouTube Live um, and you're, you're going to go 11 minutes in to see it. We're going to start out with SPY. So what's going on with the markets? So here is uh, the SPY chart, and it's on the algorithm, so it's a four-hour four hour look at it. Um, you clearly, clearly cross that 200-day right back here, that red line. You kind of went up, went up, lost all its footing. So we are in a downward trend right now. Um, you've got gaps below that we're we're breaking the 200-day. You've got back gaps here between 377 and 385, and you've got a gap um, here between 360 and 364. Completely expected to go down there. You're at 393 right now. If the last few days have hurt as much as they have me, doesn't sound good. Uh, you've got a MACD cross down. Uh, you're probably going to get out today from the, uh, the algorithm perspective. Uh, if you're trading SPY, so you'd want to do the inverse. If you're actually trading the S&P, you'd want to do the inverse. Um, that's not suggestion, but uh, that's the look at SPY, the overall thing. So essentially what I was doing on YouTube Live for about a couple minutes before was looking at some of the sectors. And I think I shared the sector list um, with folks. If not, and you're in TrendSpider and you want this sector list, essentially I just went to... Um, SPDR, I just Googled SPDR and looked at the spider sectors. And you can look at the overall sector. Now, remember, these are the X kind of ETFs. So there's XLE, XL for energy, XLF for uh, financial, XLV for healthcare. There's 11 different sectors, I believe. And they all uh, converge to make that S&P kind of quote unquote heat map that you see on Finviz. Um, but XLC, communication sector. Look at the chart. It's using that 200-day as its resistance level right there. It's got a gap down here between 47 and 46. So anything in that XLC, the communication sector, I'd probably look at shorting and going on the short side on that one. It doesn't mean short the stock. means find an, find an ETF that maybe is a reversal. I don't do shorts just because you can get burned on that real quick. Um, consumer staples, XLP. Look at this one across the 200 day. We've gotten the button hook and that button hook in the algorithm is going to cause it to probably move down towards that 200 day. Question is, does it use the 200 day as its support level or does it break through it and start filling uh, this gap down below here? Well, that gap was actually filled on the way up. So it doesn't really have a gap on the way down, um, but that I can see. Now, go to uh, Spectre Cider Energy. Uh, this has a, an ascending triangle. Uh, TrendSpider automatically puts it in there for me. You had a buy-in here at 7207 on September 30th. You got out on November 22nd with a 27% gain. And it is clear, clear as day you have no support here. You're probably going down to that 200-day at minimum at 82. You're trading at 85 right now. If you break that 200-day, my guess is you go down to the 72 or 74. There's a clear uh, volume shelf. Uh, actually, I'm going to pull this back a little bit um, to move that over there. And the volume shelf is clear as day at 82, you know, right where kind of the 200-day the right is. 
So if you break that volume shelf, I think, you know, you, you've got a couple of the volume shelves down there. But XLE, you're kind of out of as well. XLF, this was an interesting one because this one just got you out yesterday with a 9% gain. You had a buy-in here October 13th uh, at 3145. As you ascend, you can clearly see it's above that nine day. You got out with a 9% gain. You got the button hook. You're filling this gap down to 3419. You're at 3474 right now. I'd expect it to continue to go down. See the MACD, see the RSI, continue to expect it to go down until it's oversold. Doesn't mean that you go long today. Means that you do the inverse on any of the XLF. Um, healthcare, XLV. This is, uh, you're in and it's, it's clear as day. 125 on October 14th and you had the run. And you're up at 138. You've filled the gaps. It's above the 200-day, crossed above there. The 200-day's at 129. You've got the beginning of a button hook in XLV. XLI, same thing. So my point being, we can go down all of these, uh, all of these uh, sectors. Uh, consumer discretionary, that's one that where it's just been you know, lounging kind of down here in the 140 range. Uh, this is XLY, and I personally own this one. Uh, it's got a gap here between 133 and 137 that probably it will fill. Um, XLK, I think that's the technology one. Yeah, that's the technology one. It's using the 200-day as its resistance. It crossed through it, but it got a button hook. Uh, you had a buy-in here November 10th at 128. Uh, once it crossed that 200-day, then the gap between 126 and 122 is in play. So what you want to do is you want to use these sectors um, and try and determine, okay, which ones are in good runs, which one can I buy, and then go and find your individual stocks if that's what you want to um, invest in. So I, I think that's an overall market look um, that we're kind of in the middle of going down. Doesn't mean there aren't stocks that are going up. But it means that overall, I think the market just got too hot. Um, you're going to have CPI data coming out, inflation data. I think it's Thursday or Friday, tomorrow or Friday. Um, you've got the Fed meeting next week. Uh, you also have the Miss America pageant next week. <laughs> Bullish on that. Uh, I'll be working up there in Connecticut. So next week, uh, I'll be doing this from my hotel room. But overall... You know, it doesn't make sense to get into any of these these sectors, any kind of long-term stock right now. We probably have more downside. There's probably better places to buy stuff. But if you see um, something like MongoDB, uh, they had a uh, earnings last night. Uh, MDB, this is a software company, and they are going to be up big. Um, let's look at their fundamentals in, um, in uh, Finviz. Now, the forward PE is 1,432. This is a crazy, I need to alter my uh, ad block for Finviz. But this, they're not making money. They're down 72% this year. They, their price to sales is 9.29. It's crazy expensive. Yesterday, JP Morgan Securities um, upgraded them. $215 price target. If we go over here to uh, Active Trader Pro, I'll show you MongoDB here. Uh, MDB, and this is just um, a two-day chart. So you can see yesterday it closed down here at 142. It's going to open up at 183. But remember, uh, JP Morgan Securities, $215 price target. Now you go back here into June. These guys have a $360 price target, blah, blah, blah. So the monkeys don't always mean, you know, hey, the price target has got to be hit. It's just a valuation of the company in the current market. But MongoDB, great example of, hey, their company's making money. So uh, with that, I wanted to look at probably, you know, listener stuff is probably the best. Uh, GDXU Tom from uh, Twitter had mentioned, I love my ETFs, my levered ETFs. Well, gold has been on a run, if you haven't noticed. Um, commodities and gold and, and, and metals and things has been on a run. Uh, this had a buy-in November 7th um, at $30.33. You're at $42 right now. Uh, it's got the button hook. The RSI is at 52. It's not super high, 
Um, the MACD isn't crossing up. It's not crossing down. It's kind of in no man's land. You're right near the 200-day. So I would be afraid that this one would come back to the 200-day, which is at about 40. If you can get this one under 40, I think you're good. Because if we do go into a, um, a recession, these gold miners are going to go up. Uh, and that's what's holding the market down, by the way. It's all the fears of recession. So Tom brought that one up. The other one that he brought up, which is an interesting one, is CRK. This is Comstock Resources. Uh, if you're a Cowboys fan, this is Jerry Jones. He threw billions of dollars into this. It's natural gas play and energy play. Let's go over to see uh, Finviz. Oh, you know what? I think, am I still in? Yeah, I'm still in. We'll go over to Safari. CRK is one. Um, let's go to Finviz and we'll look at Finviz for Comstock. Their PE is three, so they're not super expensive, but remember, it's an energy, oil, and gas, so the PEs on these are going to be super, super low anyway. Um, December 7th, the downgrade from Citigroup, buy to sell, uh, with a $14 price target. Today, this one is trading. You can see, once the dividend hit, just getting kind of lost all its stuff. It's at $14.81 right now. Um, these guys, let's see, Comstock Resources. Um, an independent energy company engages in acquisition, exploration, development, and production of oil and natural gas, primarily in, primarily in North Louisiana and East Texas. So, um, it's a natural gas play, and Jerry Jones put billions of dollars into it. I, myself, a Giants fan. Yeah, big, big, big Giants fan. So, uh, F Jerry Jones. And if you don't like his uh, recent pictures... <laughs> That came out from a uh, a rally. Yeah, I'm not a fan. But CRK, um, at some point in time, this becomes a another good one. Um, let's see what it's doing in pre-market. Let me go over to Active Trader Pro. Um, because we do have some energy news from the US and, the, uh, and Britain. And this one's not reacting. It's not reacting at all. <laughs> so... Uh, but it's interesting. I will tell you one that is reacting. And while we're looking at it, Boyle. Uh, Boyle seems to have hit that bounce. And it, was, it closed at 2573. It's trading at 28 in the pre-market. And the reason it's trading at 28 is because the U.S. and the U.K. basically had an agreement with U.S. doubling its exports of natural gas to the U.K., and I think it's a 10-year, 15-year thing. Huge, huge um, move. Uh, it was oversold. The RSI is at 26. Uh, I, I think this basically gets it back to, it's, not, it's still under the, the, the nine day. You still don't have confirmation on this one. You've got all kinds of upside. But one of the discussions that we're talking about in the private Facebook group is, okay, where's Boyle going? Well, here, it's going down. I mean, that's, that's essentially where you're going. Um, let me move this a little bit more uh, so that we can get more data in here. This is a chart going back to 2012. I talk to you guys a lot about these triple levered ETFs that they are decaying in value. So natural gas, this is what's, what a decaying value ETF looks like. And if you look back in 2021, we were at $26. Now, this naturally will go down, but what you saw was it, it come up. And the reason was because natural gas and energy, um, there was a war in Ukraine. Russia started uh, holding back Nord Stream. Um, natural gas just became an explosive stock. So I have no doubt in my mind that this should probably be around if you just drew a trend line. Let's kind of draw a trend line here from. Let's just continue down. So if you were today um, and you were, oh, I've got two. Yeah, I am on Safari. <clears throat> Look at that trend line. So if we just went down, today you would be at $6 if you just followed that trend line. So I, I you know, again, I, I don't want to say that it, it won't go up, um, but... Uh, when you look at this, 
we've just had this capitulation here. You can see there was a capitulation here back in 2016. You kind of didn't go down at the same rate. And then in 2018, you kind of went up. Energy took a, took a shot up. Well, and then you came down. Then you went up. So it, it, the trend line indicates to me that it should continue to go down, but you are going to see these fluctuations. And, and because we have a four-hour chart, uh, we are in this significantly more uh, volatile section. Now, KOLD, uh, you've been in this one. You're, you're not out. It doesn't have you out yet, um, but that button hook is going to be pretty damn strong. So at 22, let me see what it's trading in pre-market. Uh, KOLD is going to be down as much. It's trading at $20. So um, you are down to about this level, right at the nine day. So the nine day is probably going to start to make a button hook. If you bought in at 17, I'd probably think about taking some profits. That would be my deal on that one. But again, Tom had GDXU, triple levered ETF, and CRK. Those were the two they wanted. Um, Hung Wen from YouTube asked me yesterday, uh, can I look at coin? Um, this is Coinbase. And what are my thoughts on it? So from a chart perspective, um, this is the algorithm. And here are the numbers for the algorithm, just so you know. Uh, it's over a thousand candles. So because you have a four-hour candle, uh, two candles per trading day. So it's 500 trading days. So I don't know where that goes back to, but if you want to do it, you can figure that out. Um, the algorithm, if you buy and sell, you have 32 positions within those thousand candles. You lost 80%. 25% were wins. Your average win is 7%. So it's not a crazy, horrible stock, but trading-wise, it's going to go down. Now, here's the thing. Uh, the algorithm outperforms just buying and holding because buying and holding would lose you 88%. So uh, you want to make sure that you pick your winners. It's just you only win 25% of the time. So one in four, it's not a huge winning percentage. Uh, the algorithm does have you in at 44.76. You're trading at 42 right now. The RSI is down at 38. That MACD, let me expand this to see the MACD. Um, if my finger will get down there, the MACD is crossing down. I, I probably wouldn't buy into this one right now. Uh, I think your pivot point is probably 40, but crypto, you know, Jamie Dimon yesterday called it a, a, a pet rock. This one's not making money. Make no mistake about it. The price to sales is 1.81. They're down 83% year to date. November 18th, uh, downgrade from Bank of America Securities, $50 price target. That's, that's generous, in my opinion. Uh, Daiwa Securities, November 9th, uh, $52 price target. Um, September 29th, Wells Fargo initiated coverage. They said, eh, $57 price target. September 9th, uh, Daiwa Securities, uh, they just downgraded them, but they had upgraded them uh, in September 9th to $100. They didn't see the FTX thing coming. So I, I'm not a big Coinbase fan. Here's why I don't think a Coinbase works. Um, crypto with Jamie Dimon and other people like, you know, Charlie Munger and, and, and um, you know, Warren Buffett. Kind of, yeah, they're, they're old and they may not understand things, but these guys understand money and how to make money. With them kind of saying, hey, it doesn't make sense, you're going to get beaten down. So I'd probably stay away from Coinbase. I mean, I'd just stay away from crypto right now. <clears throat> I don't think it makes sense. You can trade it. You can trade GBTC. You can trade some of these uh, ETHs, some of the, uh, the Greystone ones. But I would probably stay away from crypto as a whole. And that includes coin. The one that I might think about investing in is Mara. Mara is a, uh, uh, it's a miner. And... They basically mine Bitcoin, you know, they, they, they set up these mines and it's the leading miner. Uh, $6.05 was the buy-in uh, on November 30th. It's kind of got lost its way. I wouldn't buy into it now, but this one regularly trades up to the 200 day. Here in the algorithm, I'll show you. Um, when, when crypto starts to get a run, you can easily see this one running. Um, this one 
you make 27% in the algorithm on Mara. Uh, buying and holding makes you 15%. Now you have 29 positions within those 1,000 candles. You win 28% of the time. But in comparison to your 7% win in Coinbase, Mara, with the algorithm, average win 51%. That's the one that, and, and here's the difference. Even if, if you go over to, um, to Finviz, Mara's not making money. Their forward PE is 10.41. Their price to sales is four. It's expensive. They're down 82%. But earnings per share next year expected to grow by 121%. This year, they, they've, their earnings went down by 183%. And that's because crypto has crashed this year. Absolutely crashed. But the expectation is crypto should go up next year. So you look at some of the uh, downgrades. BTIG research uh, downgraded from buy to neutral on September 23rd. June 24th, and Cowan initiated coverage with a $7 price target. Um, June 3rd, Chardon Capital Markets buy with a $19 price target. So I, I don't want to say that any of this makes sense. Um, but you can look at some of the Finviz articles, Global Newswire. Uh, that's a PR a press release. Um, 12 best blockchain stocks to buy now from Investor Monkey. You can look at some of those articles, but I would probably go to that one, uh, Hung. You know, it's a, in my opinion, I think you have a better chance of trading that one to success than trading Coinbase to success. Um, so, um, Daniel on Facebook wanted me to look at Plug, uh, which is a uh, EV stock. Let's take a look at what they do specifically. And by the way, we're in for a lot of, um, uh, oh, James, I'm sorry, you lost your butt on Mara. I think, again, Mara, it just got killed on crypto. Um, plug power, let's look at them. Um, delivers end-to-end -end clean hydrogen and zero emissions fuel cells. So it's not an EV, it's more of a plug. Um, On-road electric vehicles, stationary power market, it's... It's essentially a, a renewables uh, electric car company, hydrogen car company. They're not making money. Um, they have no dividend. They're down 51% year to date. Uh, their earnings per share this year expected to grow 51%. Next year, only 38%. So you can probably expect it to slide even more um, because they're probably going to bring it down. If we're going into a recession, they're going to bring that down. The algorithm has you out of this one as of yesterday. It crashed. It's got no confirmation. Nothing. Uh, the RSI is at 31. Uh, the algorithm loses you 57% versus buying and holding only loses you 48%. Uh, 30 positions. Um, you win 17% of the time. Your average win is 45%. And the reason your average win is 45%, by the way, is there are probably, and I'll take a look at it, um, just a few because you, won't, you only win 17% of the time. Uh, yeah, 29%. So if you only win 17% of the time, again, Mara's probably a better play. Plug, I'm not a fan of it. I mean, what are we going to do? Put hydrogen stations around uh, it, to replace the gas stations? Why not just go electric? You know, when you're sto solid-state batteries, 500-mile um, range cars that, that uh, you know, will charge in 10, 15 minutes, that's, that's a better option for fuel. Now, the other one Daniel wanted me to look at, it has big news. Uh, Taiwan Semiconductor and Apple announced yesterday with them that they are going to um, uh, be moving their chips. The majority of their chips will be produced here in America um, by Taiwan Semi in Phoenix. And it was a huge event. Um, Biden was there, the whole thing. Um, you know, but... Taiwan Semiconductor, here's the deal with this one. Warren Buffett said, yeah, I'm buying Taiwan Semiconductor. It was down here at around 61. Um, and he bought a bunch of it. It immediately went up towards 80. So uh, Taiwan Semiconductor, the algorithm loses you 10%. Buying and holding this one loses you 23%. Uh, this is part of the chips thing. Uh, I don't think you have a problem buying this anywhere around the 200-day, which is 78 the problem you have is it's got the Buffett effect. Um, he's going to buy it and hold it forever. Uh, the PE is 14, so it's not super expensive when it comes to chips. 
Uh, Daiwa Security, September 14th, they upgraded it. The price target is around, um, uh, it looks like, um, about 100. And again, you're trading at 80. So it's it's a good, you know, a good move up. Um, You can read some of the articles on it. There's nothing crazy. Their earnings per share next year are expected to decrease by 7%. I think you'll be able to get this back in the 60s at some point in time. Again, we're in a downward trending market. If we go into a recession, I, I expect that to continue going down through next year. So I'm not in any rush to buy this, but five years from now, I think you're fine buying this at about, you know, Buffett bought it. Um, my guess is that we're going to cover this gap down to 73 at some point. It's kind of lost its way a little bit. I wouldn't buy it right now. Wait for it to get out. It's, it's dividend X date is December 14th. Um, they pay a 2.3% dividend, so it's a decent dividend. So you can hold on to this one. Again, it, even through a recession, if you buy a stock with a dividend through a recession, you're still getting paid to hold that. So even though you lose money, um, you know, long term in a bull market could double, could go way up. So Daniel, great play on one. The other one, eh, yeah. Uh, by the way, I will say, uh, I can't believe I don't have more Seinfeld fans. Uh, I posted on Twitter and I posted on a Facebook live, Facebook private group. Um, the human fund was going to be my charity choice. Nobody freaking liked it. You people suck. Um, but yeah, uh, 52 week lows yesterday. CRM, which by the way is, is I personally own at a significantly higher price, but look, it's got no confirmation. Uh, I continue to say any any reaction in the market is an overreaction. This is a reaction to their earnings and their CEO co-CEO leaving. Um, it's just super expensive. I mean, that's the thing. It's got more room down. So I wouldn't necessarily buy this one. The PE is 481. It's got more room to go down. Uh, I just don't see um, where this one kind of stops. So, um, but that's a 52-week low. Sorry, dog got up. Had to let her go uh, say good morning to everybody. Blackstone BX. This is one where um, uh, I think they're a real estate fund or something. Um, you know, you're losing. People are taking money out. This has been one that's just been on a run. I mean, you know, um, you had a couple of runs here. See how it went up to 107 uh, from October? It's coming back down to reality sliding just like the rest of it. Um, Blackstone hit a 52-week low. Uh, SoFi hit a 52-week low. Uh, this one has, it's part of the, um, the uh, student loan program. Uh, extending, blah, blah, blah. It's just getting killed. Uh, Lucid, we talked about Lucid. Um, that hit a 52-week low as well. Let's look at that chart. Um, Lucid Group, LCID. Let me make sure. Yeah, I'm still on TrendSpider. Um, and that one's down. Hold on one second. Dog's crying. Sorry about that. Dogs were crying. 52-week um, low. Yeah, Lucid. 52-week low. Um, SIG. I have a note about earnings. This is, oh, this is Signet Jewelers. <laughs> this had a cross-up. Look at Signet Jewelers. Um, this is interesting. The algorithm on this makes you 20%. You have 28 positions. 32% uh, are winners. Your average win is 19%. But here's the killer. If you guys who are trenched by to want to look this up, the symbol is SIG. Um, if you buy and hold over a thousand candles, this made you 149%. Just a thousand candles, um, 500 days. What's that, two years? 149% on a jeweler, signet jewelers. Uh, crazy good earnings. Uh, you had a MACD cross up at 69. Now, look at the RSI at 64. Look at the cross up. I'd, if you're looking to buy a jeweler, Probably wait for it to come back down towards the 64 range. That would be my guess. But let's look at some of the upgrades. Um, PE is 10. 
It's got a 1.15% dividend. Oh, and I got to get rid of these pop-ups. Uh, Telsey Advisory Group, Market Perform, uh, they reduced their price target to 85. 85 would be great from a $65 price target. So, um, yeah, Signet Jewelers, crazy. I had that note in my thing. Um, for Bill on Instagram, thanks for checking out my two stocks. I checked out stuff for him yesterday. Um, uh, LU, let's see, what's LU? I don't even know LU. Lufax Holding. Um, hmm. Interesting one. I don't know why the, you know, I'm just kind of looking at this chart. Uh, interesting in that it came back. Uh, $1.80 was the buy-in December 1st. You're trading at $2.06. My guess is this is a mess as far as fundamentals go. Uh, financial credit services. PE is 2.89. Uh, uh, it's a Chinese stock. Chinese fine fintech. Uh, operates a technology-empowered personal finance services platform in China. It offers loan products, including unsecured loans. Hmm, is it getting killed today? Let me see. Because most China stocks today are getting killed. Um, so did it get killed? It's down to $2. This is an interesting one. Um, it's got a PE. It's got a dividend of 8.21%. Uh, it just crossed the earnings, so they're not, but they don't have an ex-dividend date, so I don't know if they're paying a dividend. That's an interesting one. Now, you do have, from a um, confirmation perspective, see, red candles above that nine-day. It's getting down to $2, so it's going to be right at about the nine-day. You may have a button hook coming. My guess, though, with most China stocks, is that you're looking at, probably more towards the, the 200 day, which is $3.07. Um, there's a gap up here at about 217. It looks like it was filled here um, back on December 5th. So I'd be a little bit wary of this one. If you've made your money because it's China stock, because it's kind of low, I think this one could turn quick on you. Um, but I do like that one. I like that one as well. The other one that I, I think he, um, Bill in particular, it, it's Micron. And Micron I've loved since the 70s. Uh, not this 1970s, but since it was in the 70s. Um, and we'll pull this back so you can see. I, I liked it here. Um, and, and I've been wrong. But the play hasn't been wrong in that um, the algorithm loses you 38%. Buying and holding loses you 25%. Um, the uh, you win 35% of the time, the average win is 4%. But I do see you have no confirmation right now, you're out. Um, and, and there is no confirmation kind of quote unquote coming that MACD is probably going to cross up. It might cross up before the earnings. I'd keep an eye on it. If you got TrendSpider and you got my algorithm, you could keep an eye on it yourself and set a um, an alert for yourself in TrendSpider. Um, and that could go back to the 200 day, which is around 56. It's at 53 right now. Um, the most recent was a 2% win, but you could have gotten out up here. Honestly, that button hook was pretty clear. Um, you know, the, the, the immediate drop was hard to kind of quote unquote time though, but it's gotten below that 200 day. I don't see any gaps below it. Um, if you're in this one, again, you take a look at this one. This is a quality company. I, I continue to say you buy quality companies. Look at the weekly chart on this one. It's used the 200-day as its support level. Even through COVID, it used it as its support level. Um, and it came back. There is no reason to think that this one's not going back up to 63 at some point in time. Uh, just a matter of when. And, and if you look at the fundamentals on this one, uh, Micron, uh, PE is 6. Forward PE is 15. The reason it's, it's so... Uh, so high is because they have huge amounts of inventory. Go read the news on it. Credit Suisse, November 16th, uh, outperform uh, target price $78. They've just got huge inventory levels. They overproduced based on everybody ordering chips, and they've just got an enormous inventory that they have to discount to get out the door. Uh, but from a long term perspective, 
just look. I can't tell you that this is the bottom at 53, but I, 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 wouldn't, I would say hold this one. Even if you're losing on this one, absolutely hold this one. So, Bill, thanks for listening. Uh, now I've got one that I probably need to yell at the listener for, um, Dylan, on the Facebook private group, and I told him I was going to be like Daddy and yell, what the F are you doing? Uh, yeah. Uh, RA Medical Systems, R-M-E-D. First, let's look at, uh, let's look at Finviz. Not making money. Doesn't have a dividend. Uh, price to sales, 435. They are nowhere close to making money. You're down 92% year to date. Uh, August 13th, 2019. That's the last coverage date. Piper Jaffrey. Uh, overweight to neutral, $1.50 price target. Um, yeah, there's some recent articles that you can probably read on this. What do they do? A medical device company develops, manufactures, and markets eczema lasers for use in the treatment of vascular immune mediated inflammatory diseases. Dr. Tom is going to have to weigh in on this one. But Armed, the chart's ugly. Uh, hopefully, you got, you're, you're probably momentum trading this one, Dylan. Uh, and, and momentum trading, the algorithm kind of might not do you favors, but it got you in December 1st on $3.08. You can see here, here's the volume. The volume in the past few days has just been tremendous. Um, you're heading up towards that 200 day. I would say the 200 day is probably the stop at 662. If you bought in at three and you've got 662, Take half your money out of it because that's your initial investment. And then everything you have left is just, it, it's, it's the house money. I mean, that's the perfect thing in that you take it out. Um, I, I just, you know, honestly, the algorithm loses you 94%. Buying and holding loses you 98%. So either way, you've lost almost your entire investment if you bought up uh, 1,000, you know, 500 a ago. Now, the average win is 21%, and the reason the average win is 21% is because you do win um, big on this one, um, but you only win 18% of the time. So that's the algorithm. But look at the, look at the volume levels. I mean, the volume levels are clear. This is 100% a momentum trade. So Dylan, if you're in this one, kudos, high five. Um, I would probably uh, take your money and run on this one. I'd rather see you trade it on a daily basis rather than say, hey, next week I think it's going to go up. That's not how you do momentum trading. You do momentum trading uh, as, as quick as you can. Um, some things I'm going to go over on Facebook after this, by the way, if, you, if you're still listening and you, you want to watch on Facebook, um, we're at the 50-minute mark on Facebook, just so you know. But there's, uh, once I'm done uh, with the, the, uh, the, I'll, the podcast, I can't talk, uh, Amit from Facebook wanted me to go over a couple of things. Um, fish hooks, um, the, the button hook that I talk about on the Mac, uh, the MACD when it crosses down and, and, and on the charts. I'll go over that. Um, uh, the gap ups, the gap snake is what it's called on uh, TrendSpider, and it shows you the gaps. Again, it's a TrendSpider thing. Um, and SMA cross and MACD along with RSI. He wants to see some of that stuff. So I'll take a look at that one. Um, we talked about MongoDB, uh, Toll Brothers. They reported earnings, and it was an interesting one because they basically said, yeah, we are building houses uh, for cheaper, but people are sitting on the sidelines. So their year-over-year orders are down, and they just, they're continuing to build at, at a pretty good pace, um, and they're just assuming that people are waiting for rates to kind of settle. This has an ascending triangle. Um, and it's interesting because while you have a $46 uh, price target on this one, it doesn't have confirmation. So I wouldn't say buy it into earnings, but it was an interesting earnings release. And if you want to read about it, um, go over to Tol uh, TOL on Finviz, and you can read some of the uh, analysts from Barron's, The Street, Fox Business. You can read some of the results and some of the quotes from the CEO. It was interesting because I think... If we're heading into a recession and the housing market kind of softens a little, that's an interesting one. 
Um, because again, I like the triple levered uh, DRV and DRN. Uh, DRV, we had a cross up uh, at 53 on November 17th. This is the um, uh, three times bear real estate market. Uh, you do have a gap up here between 58 and 62, and you're trading right now at 51, but you're still in that trade. And you can see the MACD is kind of going up, the RSI is kind of going up, but the stock hasn't gone up. So we're seeing some, some in the real estate market, some resistance to actually the short going up. Now, DRN, probably the same thing. You had a buy-in here at 11, 11.26 on December 1st. So you're in both the bull and the bear on this one, ironically. And it's just going nowhere. But from a, uh, a gap perspective down here between 9.73 and 10.43, you've got a gap below on DRN. So I, I'd probably look at those two and say, in my mind, DRV. And by the way, I'm probably going to be trading live uh, later today. So I may put some money into DRV. Um, boil, uh, bounce. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, by the way, back to toll. Um, one of the, the, the quotes, home builders are saying buyers are just holding off buying. Uh, newly ordered homes are down 56% year over year. So people going in and saying, yeah, I want that house. And if you haven't built a house before, it's kind of a cool process. I built two myself, um, not necessarily, um, and they were in communities that were being developed. I bu built one in Florida and I built the one that I live in in Atlanta. Um, it's a fantastic experience. It's fun. My brother's building a beach house right now. It's enjoyable. Um, so if you have that, that opportunity, I, you know, I haven't built through Toll Brothers. My parents built through Toll Brothers a couple of times, I think. They enjoyed it. It was years ago. Much different experience than today. Um, Wolf Research, by the way, today downgraded a lot of travel stocks. Uh, booking Expedia TripAdvisor, and it's because of the economic downturn that is expected in the U.S. and Europe. Um, we, I went over Delta Airlines yesterday. I like Delta to go back to 40. It's got the ascending triangle. Uh, it's trading at 35. I think 40 is a pretty good price target on this one. Just historically, I think that one is, is where it could go. Um, but I like that one. Airbnb was cut by Morgan Stanley with an $80 price target. <clears throat> Let's see, ABNB. That's the symbol on this one. Uh, you're down at uh, 93. So I'll have to look if there's an Airbnb short um, ETF that I can do on that one. <clears throat> um, Chinese tech all lower. Baba, JD, Baidu, NetEase, and the K-Web. Um, it's based on lower trading data from China. Um, this is despite China opening up. They're still loosening their stuff. So uh, we're going to go into a couple. I think I've gotten everybody's requests. Um, and I, I yelled at Jordan enough for Armed, but hey, if you're in an Armed and you've doubled your money, man, high five. Um, REI, I wanted to look at REI because this was one, I basically, it's an energy stock and I think somebody got into this one um, based on my recommendation, but I, ironically, it got you out the next candle uh, and it's filling this gap. It's filled the gap down to 234. You're trading at 238. Let me see where it is live just in, if I can look at it in Active Trader Pro. If anything interesting pops up, I'll show you. Um, here, let's go over to Active Trader Pro so I can show you kind of what I see from a live trading standpoint. This is a five-day, five-minute chart. And you can see when I recommended it here, <laughs> not a good, uh, you know, a good thing. Kind of went up on open, went up to 279. Then it lost all its confirmation. And if you were trading and you bought it at this point, I would tell you it lost its confirmation on a five-minute chart. Get out. Get out. Just get out. Um, and it'll show you some of the things that I do with trading live. But see, it's below that nine-day. It never gained confirmation. You can always rebuy it back. But when you're trading stocks like this, you want to be able to move them. This is why for people with full-time jobs, I tell you, do not buy these triple levered ETFs. Do not buy these risky plays because you have a full-time job. You don't have time to watch this. For day traders like me and people who can actually watch this stuff, this is the stuff to watch. 
but see how that's just gone down and then you continue to lose it. It's still it today. Let me look at it real quick from a five minute perspective. I'll zoom in. Oh, if I can get this to zoom in, um, it does have confirmation now. So it's above that nine day right there. Um, we'll go to a two day and I'll do a one minute chart. And yeah, you can see it's kind of on its way back up. So might be a good time to buy because if we go back to Safari and we look, it's covering this gap down here around 240. Uh, in pre-market, it's trading at 240. So with that MACD cross up there, um, you can clearly see, let's look at the MACD. It crossed down. So it crossed up and then it immediately crossed down. But the RSI is at 25. Is this the turnaround? If you wanted to double and, and, and whoever bought into it wants to uh, dollar cost average, I think that would be a good gamble right there because you've covered that gap. And if we look at a long-term chart of this one, um, and this is just chart, it's not fundamental. So I don't know, maybe there was something in this earnings report because that's when it started to fall. But this is a daily chart. And you can clearly see above the 200 day at 340 to 356, there's a gap that hasn't been covered. Um, that gap up there right above that 200 day, I think that's where you move. Because look at this long term. I mean, it trades right around that 200 day um, from a daily perspective. And, and it seems to hug it. So uh, that 200 day could move down. But from a weekly perspective, you're just kind of gaining the 200-day back. You've kind of lost it a little. Uh, and you can see 2018, energy wasn't a big thing. And then energy started to come back. You can see those Bollinger Bands there. See, this is where the volume started. There's no real volume to, to push it up here. But when you go back to the algorithm um, and we look at the four-hour chart, you still don't have a lot of volume, but it could push it up. I like that gap on daily. So I figured I'd take a look at that one. The last one I'm going to look at on the podcast is BNGO from yesterday because we lost all confirmation on this one. Um, BNGO, you had a $2.15 price uh, yesterday. I think it closed at $2.16. Let's look at uh, Active Trader Pro. So I'm looking at the actual prices. I don't think that this one trades a lot pre-market. Eh, it does a little bit. It's trading at $2.20. So if you got in at 215, you're probably doing pretty well. Uh, we talked about how this one has this gap here that's been filled. Um, it's above the 200-day. It used that 200-day as its support level. And I think you're looking at 295 when this one kind of moves back up there. Um, I don't know for sure, uh, but because the problem is it's not making money. This was a, uh, uh, an ARC fund uh, find. So it's down 27% year-to-date can kind of see from from the finviz chart it's just kind of moving but i do think when you look at the um resumed coverage oppenheimer outperformed 12 dollar price target you look at those price targets from the most recent and yeah they're earlier in 2022 and 2021 um, but this is a genomics company healthcare is probably going to be a, a a boom and when you've got a genomics company you've got healthcare i like it so i may actually trade this one um for the thousand dollar trade um morning guys anyone trading dkng waiting on that 12 to 13 level but looks like it wants to hang around 14 let's see let's look at DraftKings because uh full disclosure robert i own DraftKings, but i own it at like 40 dollars <laughs> um here's DraftKings on the the algo it got you out with a three percent loss yesterday uh, I would probably be looking like you, that 12 to 13 level, because you've gotten 1177 to 1234 gap. Um, you're below that 200 day. This is going to be a magnet. Uh, the problem is you have with DraftKings, and this will be my theory. You're coming up on NFL playoffs. Um, you're coming up on the World Cup finals. You're coming up on some pretty big gambling, quote unquote, holidays. That's going to be a boom for uh for DraftKings. So will they do some type of a press announcement? And if they do a press announcement, you could get uh you know, if you're shorting this topic, if you got puts in, eh, do the puts. I wouldn't short 
you know, again, I'm a boomer. I'm probably a little bit more, um, less risky than some of you guys who, who join me on YouTube live and stuff. Um, but the algorithm loses you 73%. Um, buying and holding loses you 71%. Within a thousand candles, you've got 31 positions. Um, you win 16% of the time. Your average win is 17%. Um, so this, this 3% loss, not a huge deal. Nothing that's you know too big in this, uh, this run. But uh, I would say, let me pull this back a little bit. Um, if you're looking to try and see, this is just 2021. I mean, it's just been a downward trend. I'm not necessarily looking at DraftKings. Uh, I'm holding it at a significantly higher price. So um, I think that's it. I've gone on, on enough. Um, we are at 50 minutes on the podcast. I will hang out on YouTube and show, um, show some of the things for uh, a minute. Uh, again, the uh, button hook on the MACD, um, the, the gap up, gap down, and SMA MACD stuff. I'll explain a little bit of that. But if you have any questions, hit me up. Remember, I'm probably going to do live trading. Um, Facebook live group, we've seen a pretty good inflow of folks joining that one. Um, it's If you go down in the description of the podcast, there's a link tree. You can find all the links there. Um, thank you to the supporters. I know I don't. Thank you guys enough. Uh, if you make money and tip me, I super, super appreciate it. If you lose money, don't tip me. Don't tip me if you lose money. Um, I will lose you money as much as make money, but if you do make some money, throw a tip my way. Uh, and the links are down there to do that. Um, if you want to support me monthly, the link on Anchor is there to support me monthly so that you don't have to think about it. I really appreciate the, the monthly supporters. Um, uh, if you have any questions, you can sign up for TrendsBiter, get my algorithm. Uh, it's 25% off using the DSP25 code. Um, again, I, I really appreciate you guys, and and I look forward to kind of trading and, and doing a little bit more day trading with you guys on this charity charity drive that I'm doing. Hopefully, I can make you know four or five hundred bucks um, off a thousand, and if I can, you know, kudos. I am going to be doing risky, so this isn't hey. Let's throw some money in here and do long term. This is a thousand bucks. So, okay, take care.